Welcome to the Rooted and Reaching podcast, a ministry of First Baptist Church in Charlottetown, PEI, Canada. At First Baptist Church, our vision is to be people deeply rooted in the amazing gospel of Jesus Christ, who then reach out into our neighborhood, city, and the world as we live and share the good news. Here is this week's Rooted and Reaching message from FBC Charlottetown. Throughout the pages of the Old Testament, there's a particular phrase, and it's spoken by God. It gets repeated in nearly every book of the Hebrew Scriptures, and it's a recurring phrase that centers on who God is and what God had done for the nation of Israel. Specifically, He is the Lord their God who brought them up out of Egypt. Leviticus 11 Uh, 44 and 45, within the laws of God given to the Israelites, just one place where we find that phrase and that recitation. I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy, because I am holy. Do not make yourselves unclean by any creature that moves along the ground. I am the Lord who brought you up out of Egypt to be your God. Therefore, be holy, because I am holy. There are further seven times in Leviticus where that same call to remembrance happens. I found it in more than a dozen places in Deuteronomy and at least 60 places throughout the Old Testament. And when it's used, that recitation, that constant repetition of that same statement seems to be for, to my estimation, two reasons. Number one, it constantly positions God in his rightful place. He is the creator. He is the Lord. He's the protector. He's the emancipator. He's so much more than that. 430 years the Israelites were held in slavery, but it was Yahweh, their God, who broke the bonds of oppression in Egypt to fulfill his covenant promise to their ancestor Abraham. So it tells a reminder of who God is. But number two, it purposely revisits and retells that foundational event that shaped their nation that recognizes that generation upon generation needs to remember this. They need to know this. They need to remember and be aware of God's merciful, steadfast love for them. In our culture, the act of reviewing and revisiting key life events, especially at the end of one calendar year, it's a frequent occurrence. happens all over the place. Newsmakers of the year are interviewed, reflecting on the year that's come to a close. One of the things that I don't often hear in those interviews, though, is ownership. I hear a lot of, we need to move forward. We need to put that behind us. Well, that's all good, but what did you learn? Where did that come from? And isn't that just kind of cheap to just ignore all of that and just expect to move on and everything's going to be ducky? That's a theological term, by the way. (laughs) Ducky, ducky. There are some who undertake intentional, personal, annual reviews as a means of remembering, okay, how did the year start for me? How is the year ending for me? What happened in the middle there? And where was God in that? All that reflection as a means of saying, so how am I going to do this the same, better, different in the coming year? And I think in the right context and in the right setting, the church can do that kind of honest review, at least I hope so because we're about to, 
Those times when we look back and we say, wow, we were in the desert there for a while. But we were following the course that God laid out for us. And I think reviewing that, reflecting on that, remembering that can be a helpful discipline. And it can serve those same two purposes that we see it serving for the Israelite people. It reminds us of who God is. And it reminds us of who we are in God. This morning, in the final sermon of 2023, I wanted to take the example of the Old Testament Israelites to review, to retell, to rejoice, to even repent over events in our ministry here at first over the last year. But I want to do it not just as a means of moving forward, but as remembering where God was in that, that he was in our midst in that, good and bad, mountain and valley, and what we can take forward and learn and implement in the next 12 months of ministry. So as we stand on the edge of 2024, we think back to how 2023 began. In some ways, this year has flown by, and in other ways, it felt like it took forever. In January of this year, We had to lean hard on God as our Lord and strength and our sustainer as our own church ministry staff went through a painful realignment process. So as a result, we started out a brand new year with change. But God was there at that time and he was moving us forward and he was prompting us. And even at that moment, we were rolling out brand new pop-up connect groups. We started that with a study by Dr. Henry Cloud called A Mentally Healthy Faith. That was us talking about, honestly and frankly, mental wellness and how it intersects and impacts our faith life. And as the year unfolded, we had more of those pop-up groups. We studied, for example, the person of Jesus Christ. And for uh, just a couple of months ago, we focused on a new perspective for Christian evangelism called BLESS. More of these pop-up connect groups happening in 2024 than we saw in 2023 is only going to aid us in, in reaching and renewing and relating according to our mission. So I'm looking to God to open up those opportunities for us through his people in the way that he has done in the past. The Lord our God was with us when we experienced, if you can believe it, yet another flood in this building. Flood 2.0 took place on the first Sunday of February, 2023. And among other effects, it impacted our kids and family ministry significantly for the next six months. It was extremely difficult on those who were serving in our kids' ministry. But God is good. God was good. And the resources to put things back in order for a normal resumption of ministry Uh, A new floor made, laid down in time for Kids Church and Kick to resume in September. That was hard. That was really hard. But at the same time, all that was going on, we had this church membership task force presenting their findings after taking a year to talk about what does church membership mean at First Baptist Charlottetown? What are our beliefs? What are our practices? What have they been? What should they be? That work that they did is, at this moment, being enshrined in a revised church constitution. The deacons board spent most of 2023 working on that. 
And that's going to come out to the congregation in early 2024. And as that flurry of activity is happening, God is continuing to raise up new leaders to increase ownership in ministry here at first. We had this other group of engaged people assembled to speak into and in fact to create a new vision for youth and young adult ministry here at first. Utilizing both helpful and also hurtful lessons learned along the way, this team discerned on our behalf what youth ministry and young adult ministry needs to look like at first going forward. Their work has been foundational, is foundational, to the work of a newly minted search team that are going to seek out that pastor of youth ministry for us. They've met twice already as a team. Their work is full steam ahead. There's some exciting things going to happen in 2024, Lord willing. While we were in leadership, uh, praying, planning, hoping, um, thinking a lot about the next generation of worshipers here at first, Tara May Shute was shouldering the pastoral leadership of our Solid Rock Youth Ministry. And our youth ministry uh, strengthened significantly, grew in attendance and in volunteer support significantly thanks to her dedication and her guidance. And so as it looked in 2023, students and leaders alike were excitedly following Tara May as she followed Christ. In the midst of sustaining and providing for everything else that was going on here, the Lord our God was at the same time being incredibly gracious when it came to the finances necessary to carry out his mission here. This too, we have to remember this, and we have to be thankful for it. Some may recall we had a bit of a false start when it came to our annual budget last year. Some saw the eventual budget that came in May as overly aggressive. Some thought it unattainable. I've been advised that First Baptist will almost certainly end 2023 having met that goal. Perhaps even, I don't know this, perhaps even slightly exceeding the anticipated financial giving that we put in that aggressive budget. You see, nothing is impossible with our God when His people trust and obey Him. Through the Holy Spirit, the Lord our God showed us once again in 2023 that it's Him alone who brings us up out of the bondage of deficit budgeting and leads us back into the black, the financial promised land again. <laughs> Are you agreeing with me, treasure? <laughs> I know, the year isn't over yet. In June this year, our newly rebooted college and careers ministry were holding intermittent gatherings. It had been more than a year since any intentional focus had been placed in activating and elevating the importance of ministry to our college and university age demographic. This group has gone on to begin holding its own self-led Sunday night Bible studies here at first. They'll resume in January. And so it's ministries like these and situations like these that became uh, important parts of the prayer night that we held here in June uh, and then later in the year. And those who were present in those evenings will recall how the Lord our God drew us together 
in the power found in the name of Jesus. We boldly were able to intercede for others, for one another, and we could petition God together to do His work, His way, in His church. We saw in July the way that God gifts people as He sees fit. We had the pleasure to sit under some fabulous teaching from Sharon McKenzie, Pam Shute, and Tara May Shute. These three pastors showed us again, only this time from the pulpit, just how blessed we are to have them leading within this congregation. We also had that discipleship tool over the summer. You may recall we had a daily devotional exclusive to First Baptist. Almost 50 of us read together through the entire book of Nehemiah between mid-June and August as we studied Nehemiah's leadership in rebuilding, strengthening, We learned challenging leadership lessons, but we also received affirming assurances as we spent that time daily in the presence of God. Like that journey, though, taken by the Israelites, the Lord God brought us on a journey in 2023 that was not without pain nor without grief. We saw the passing of faithful servants, Bill Dial. John Robinson. And as a result, First is forced to figure out what it means to continue forward on a ministry mission without the physical presence of two of our most ardent encouragers and co-workers. It was a gift to remember both men in separate celebrations here at First in 2023. I mean, there's just so much that we could think back on from the last 12 months of ministry, and none of what I've mentioned is meant to overshadow the weekly diligent work in our kids' ministry that Pam brings, the weekly diligent attention to youth ministry that Tara May brings, the weekly diligent preparation and prayed-over worship ministry that Sharon leads us in. With ongoing technology changes and challenges, with a strong team of volunteers musically and technically, with a heart overflowing for God, Sharon gave us the gift of bringing us into times of spirit-filled worship of God in spirit and in truth. In 2023, new members added to the church family, children dedicated to the Lord. This church experienced consistently growing attendance numbers. So many new faces, so many new names, so many new languages. An overall increased engagement at all levels of ministry. This is the God that we worship. This is the God who brought us up out of 2020, 2021, 2022's COVID complications and led us into 2023, where he steadfastly took us through valleys of our own mistakes, our own errors, our own sin, to mountaintops of victory and ministry success to his glory and in his name. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you up out of Egypt. It's that single yet so often repeated phrase that was meant to challenge the people of God not to forget him and not to forget his acts of grace to them, but to revisit them, to retell them, to review them as a regular practice and to be sure that in doing so, God received all the glory and all the credit for having seen them through those things. 
things that they recalled with awe and wonder and gratitude and things they would not wish to repeat again. Consider what the Lord did for you in 2023. Consider the place or places he led you out of and the opportunities and blessings that he led you into. From the standpoint of our congregation, even though our kids' ministry had half the year without a floor, God was still in that. God still was there. He used amazing decisions made by our trustees board to make sure that challenging decisions got made. But make no mistake, all glory goes to God. Same goes for the leaders that God raised up to study church membership and to revision young, and, uh, young adult and youth ministry here, to uh, revision renewed ministries here at first. God raised them up. God empowered them. God equipped them fully. And as a result, first, Baptist Church Charlottetown was blessed and was a blessing, I believe, in 2023. So here on New Year's Eve, we can choose to look at the outgoing year with regret, with disdain, with frustration, with thanklessness, we can choose that. Or we can take some time, take this time, to give thanks to God. Just to give Him thanks for every breath that we took every minute of every day through the year. That's a gift from Him. I'll be honest with you, as I have been, God brought some things to First Baptist over the last year that we in leadership had not counted on. We're still trying to figure out how best to incorporate into this faith community. We don't know what it means to live out Vision 2027 in six or eight different languages. We don't know. No clue. But God does. And God has called us to this moment. And so in the meantime, until we figure it out, what we're going to do... We rest in Him and give Him glory for it. And I have no doubt that whatever we do end up figuring out and respond to in a way that God is ongoingly going to reshape and bless, once we figure out the answers to those questions, God's going to change the questions. And we'll have to come up with new answers to His glory. There's at least one time in the Old Testament, probably far more than one time, where God makes it so clear why Israel was not to forget who he was and what he had done for them. We find it in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 10 to 18. Deuteronomy 8, verses 10 to 18. It's in a section about remembering the Lord, actually. And God is outlining the danger of forgetting who he is, forgetting what he's done, and where something like that could lead in Deuteronomy 8, 10 to 18. God says this to Israel. When you've eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he's given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God 
failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I'm giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of a hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors had never known, to humble and test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember... Remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth and so confirms His covenant, which He swore to your ancestors as it is today. See, God knew as the Creator, He knew it then, He knows it now. Humans are fickle. We can easily mislead ourselves or be misled by our enemy into thinking that whatever has been accomplished, whatever successes we realize, whatever has been built, whatever we got through, whatever we survived, that it all happened under our own brilliance, our own strength, and our own resources, and isn't God lucky to have us? These words in Deuteronomy contain a warning that I think I want us to take into 2024 as a church. Verses 10 to 14 talk about success and satisfaction, the blessing of having a healthy, growing flock, about realizing abundant financial resources, and all things that as a church we have seen this year. But God is saying if we don't keep front of mind that it was at His hand that all those things happened, we risk inevitably turning and giving ourselves credit. And he says our hearts will become proud. We'll forget the Lord our God and we'll steal his glory for ourselves like God had nothing to do with it. But as these verses testify, he had everything to do with it. And so I'm convinced we've got to constantly remember that truth and to keep that straight as the people of God. When we come together as a congregation, when we have been set apart by Christ, all glory always has to be given to God. See, I can, I can confidently stand in front of you this morning, and I can say that as a, as a church, we in leadership, we, we earnestly sought the will of God this year. But there were things that didn't go exactly to plan. There were things that went ways that we would have not preferred them to go. And those times made ministry, if I can be honest, a slog. We didn't execute ministry perfectly. We didn't execute ministry perfect in every single way. We didn't bless as many people through the gospel as we could have. And we need to own that truth here today. And we need to seek God's power through Christ to be better to his glory in 2024. So maybe it's worth remembering at a time like today that as a church, in our Vision 2027 goals, we created this, or we said we were going to create this thing called a stop doing list. And maybe an end of year reflection is an excellent time 
to think about what should be placed on that stop doing list. As we await God to replace those things with new and different means and methods. Renewed ministry. Because we've always done it that way is a bad way to do ministry. And I know we don't like stopping doing things. As, a, as I've often said, as a, as a people whose faith is built on resurrection, on new life following death, the church is pretty poor at letting things die. We just keep breathing life into it because we've always done it that way. Well, maybe our stop doing list is going to get some things from 2023 written on it for 2024. Things we're going to stop doing. Things that are no longer effective, that don't work anymore. Because God has something new that he's doing. That he wants us to allocate his resources toward. Our God. Our God is the God who brought us up out of 2023. Who has led us to the doorstep of 2024. And these next 12 months should we be gifted them, will no doubt include their own challenges, new opportunities, new pastoral staff, Lord willing, new methods, and more from God than we could ever think to imagine. As one year ends, as another one dawns, I urge us all not to forget who God is and what He has done here. Let's be quick to reflect praise and attention to Him rather than ourselves. And in the end, may it be said of First Baptist Church Charlottetown for generations to come, Lord willing, that surely the presence of the Lord was in this place. You've been listening to the Rooted and Reaching podcast, a weekly ministry of First Baptist Church in Charlottetown, PEI, Canada. Our theme music is inspired by Ben Sound. For more information or to support the ministries of FBC Charlottetown, please visit our website, myfbc.ca, today. If you found the content of today's podcast encouraging, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and drop us a comment. In addition, consider sharing today's Rooted and Reaching podcast with at least one other person this week who might be blessed through it or become better biblically rooted through it. Until next time, thank you for listening.